This is the Anna Dare Podcast. Hello and thank you for listening to the Anna Dare Podcast. My name is Anna. You can catch me on Triple M Breakfast in Gippsland at 94.3 and 97.9 from 6am to 9am weekdays. It's a bit of fun, the show, although I'm off all week next week. Yeah, I'm having a week off because, well, I was planning... Planned it ages ago when we were out of lockdown and I booked myself three nights uh, by the beach in a little beach cabin that's dog friendly. So I was going to take Norman, my giant Newfoundland, and he was going to frolic on the beach and we were going to just hang out and have a few nice days by the ocean. But no, it's lockdown, isn't it? So that's not happening. So instead I'm spending a week at home with Norman, uh, doing very little except watching TV probably and listening to podcasts. So once again, thank you for listening. And uh, here's a little bit about uh, what I did on the show during the week in the last few days anyway. And then I've also got for you TV time coming up. Yes, I love TV. So I've give, I'll give you my reviews on the shows that I've watched in the last little while. We'll also talk about magpie mask rage yeah the maggie season the swooping season's about to approach again for another year and the magpies are really mad about masks apparently uh i'll also catch up with casey barnes he's got new music out we'll hear from him and yes first though Russell Robertson, Melbourne footy legend. It is time to do tipping with him. I always love having a chat with Russell, but we keep getting in trouble from our bo- from my boss because we talk too long. <laughs> so uh, here is Russell Robinson with uh, this week's Round 24 footy tipping. All right, time to get into it. Round 24 tipping with Russell Robertson. Morning. It is the first week of the finals. Spring is in the air. Oh, my God. I can't believe we got through it. And we, got, <laughs> we had a good week last week, on the tip. We did. Eight out of nine. I think that's the best week I've had. Underrated. People should listen to you more. <laughs> <laughs> or I should listen to you more and not go a tip against you. <laughs> uh, so where are we starting Friday night? We are, we are starting. And can I just say before we start, and I think you'd like this, mm. I just want to send out a massive congratulations to... Debbie Lee, who works for the Melbourne Football Club and the Western Bulldogs and has been a mainstay of women's football since 80s, 90s. She's been tremendous. And the reason why uh, women's football uh, started, AFLW started, Debbie Lee, remember that name? I think she's getting inducted into the Australian Football uh, Football Hall of Fame. I think that might be the first woman. So that deserves a massive, massive shout out. So well done. Congratulations, Debbie. Debbie. That's wonderful news. Like it. it. Now let's move into it because Port Adelaide are taking on the Cats at 7.50 Friday night. It's going to be a huge game because these two teams, I think, are really evenly matched. Um, I love Port Adelaide's defence and I love Geelong's forward line. So that's where the big clash is going to be. Mm -hmm. But really it comes down to how well I think Selwood and Dangerfield play against Wines, Gray, the likes of, of those guys in the middle of the ground. If they can... Get on top there and deliver it to their forwards well. And I think Geelong have the best forward line, so they'll mark it well. The fans have to play well for Port, but I'm going to go for Port Adelaide purely because Cats form just a little bit down at the moment. My Demons were great against them last week. Yes, they were. Well done to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, was yeah. there lots of yelling and cheering at your place? <laughs> well, there was. It was me and nobody else. <laughs> Seriously, that was an amazing round of football last week. Uh, you, I think every game had some sort of drama, and that's what we love about football. The next game is Saturday, uh, 3.20, 
saddle up for this one. Sydney Swans versus GW Giants, GWS Giants. The AFL will be licking their lips. The fact that two Sydney teams <laughs> are playing against each other, that's absolutely fantastic. That's down in Tasmania, which is weird. Two Sydney teams playing in Tasmania, mm. but that's the world we live in. Going to go for the Swans here. These two, you never know which way it's going to go because just like the Q clash when the two Brisbane uh, Gold Coast team players were over in the West, when the two, something happens, the emotion... We don't understand it, but it can go either way. So for mine, I'm going to go for Sydney Swan based on the fact that they run so well and a couple of their big stars are a bit underdone. So Mm -hmm. that's my reasoning. Uh, The Ds are taking on the Lions. Now, what I love about this game is Chris Fagan, who used to work for the Melbourne Football Club, went on to Hawthorne under Clarkson for a long time and then goes up and coaches Brisbane and gets a lot of success. Well, they're taking on Melbourne. Of course, I'm going to go for Melbourne. You've got to take, you know, you've got to make up your own mind with this one. Uh, I reckon that the, that the forward line there for Brisbane, you know, Danaher, you've got to stop him. Our back line is the best back line in the AFL statistically. Mm-hmm. So you feel like they'll probably get the job done there. Big stars have to play well. Gorn has to play well. Clayton Oliver has to play well. Petrarca has to play well. Uh, to beat Zorko and... And, and, and those guys in the middle of them. Lockie Neal, obviously a tremendous footballer. He's a little bit sore at the moment. I'm going to go for the Ds. You've got to make your own decision there. I'm going with and, you. Uh, <clears throat> yep. And and the last game of the round, of course, the elimination, the Western Bulldogs taking on Essendon. And Western Bulldogs need to win this. There's a lot of pressure on them at the moment. Up, upset the apple cart a little bit when Bruce went down with an injury on their forward line. Um, <clears throat> their ability to hit targets all over the ground Needs confidence. So they need to start well. They need to be able to get the goals on the board. They're a confidence team. Mm-hmm. Essendon are an unknown quantity. They really are. They just keep running. They run. They're fast. They're not overly strong, but they just run, which really complements what the Bulldogs are going to do as well. That should be a really fast game and exciting game of football to watch. And I'm so pleased for the Essendon supporters because they've been devoid, haven't had any final success for nearly 20 years now. So that's a long, long time. Uh, they're not, they've been in it, but they haven't won one. So I'm going to go for the Bulldogs purely based on their season form. Mm-hmm. I think they need to win. They're ready to win. And, uh, yeah, that's there my There we tip. go. All right. Um, we've only got a few weeks left. What are we going to do? I'm not going to get to talk to you every week. Oh. Cricket tipping. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll do. <laughs> um, Russell Robertson. Thank you, mate. Enjoy. No worries. Bye. Toodles. And now my chat with Casey Barnes. Uh, he lives on the Gold Coast these days and uh, he's got a new song out. He's got a new album out next year as well. And this is me catching up with him. Good morning to Casey. Casey Barnes on the Gold Coast. How are you, mate? I'm doing okay. How are you? I, I, look, I'm fine. You guys have completely cut us out. We're now officially blocked <laughs> from entering Queensland, oh. but, you know, doing all right. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like we were saying off air, it is such a weird time at the moment. You know, we're up here in Queensland. It feels like we're on another planet. Yeah. You poor buggers and our mates in New South Wales are just doing it tough. It's... um. Yeah, it's really, it's a weird feeling at the moment, that's for sure. It is. But you were here in Gippsland earlier this year for the Country Music Fest. How was that? Yeah, we were. Our our first big show um, in Gippsland and it was actually one of my favourite gigs we've done all year by by mile. It was, um, you know, the crowd was fantastic and the guys who put the festival together were absolute pros and uh, we're hoping we can get back down there again 
Um, we've got another big one in Shepparton and the Golden Valley Country Ooh. Music Festival in hopefully at the end of October if, oh, if cases. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling optimistic, but we're hoping we can get down. Yeah, look, I think anyone in Victoria is so grateful when they finally get to get out and see live music again that you are. You're going to have some most the most pumped crowds that you've played for, I reckon. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I love Victoria. I'm, I'm originally from Tassie and we, like, we're sort of like your distant cousin or something. And I grew up, you know, playing footy and big on my AFL. And I just, I love, yeah, I love Victoria. So hopefully we can get back down there soon. Yeah, for sure. Who's your team? Uh, Hawthorne struggling. this. Obviously this year we struggled a bit, but I've been going for the Hawks since I was like seven years old back in the Dermot Brereton and the Dunstall and Platten and all those days. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good to see Tazzy's actually getting a few big games because of lockdown. Yeah. So, it's exciting the for them. Got, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're getting a couple of finals, which is well deserved. And, yeah, it's, it's great to see. It is. Well, look, Casey, uh, we can't talk footy all the time. Um, <laughs> God took his time on you. Now, that's your latest single. Uh, I've just had a listen. I said to you again before we started recording that I, I got a bit of a Jason Mraz vibe at the start there. It's a great oh, tune. I really like it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I co-wrote this one during lockdown last year with um, a couple of writers over in America. And as soon as, as soon as we finished the song, we knew it was really special and yeah. and a little different to me. Like I, I do a lot of that up-tempo stuff, but this one's, um, you know, it's a dedication to your partner and yeah. actually celebrating my 15th wedding anniversary this week. So it's no. a good oh. timing. And yeah, well, I'll put it out. The response has been amazing. You know, it's only been out for a week and, just been blown away. So, yeah, very grateful. I can see lots of uh, acoustic wedding singers learning this song. It's going to be one of those <laughs> songs that you hear. <laughs> that, I, I was saying in an interview the other day, I think Ed Sheeran's had a good run. So, if <laughs> someone else got a Guernsey, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I hope so. Uh, and congrats, very just very quickly, because I've got to wrap things up, but you picked up four nominations for the 2021 Gold Coast Music Awards. They're going to be held uh, on the Gold Coast uh, September 4. And you're... you're Artist of the Year from last year. So you're going to be defending that award. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it's, it's nice to nice to get a nomination. And um, it's it's great to see there's some really amazing artists coming out of the Goldie. I mean, Amy Shark's probably the, the one that most people would know. Yeah. She's won that same award twice. And we, we grew up playing in the same pub together. And yeah. we're good mates. So, yeah, very, very grateful. And um, it's, uh, yeah, nice to be nominated. Yeah, for sure. Well, good luck with it. Um, check out Casey Barnes's new single, God Took His Time On You. Uh, we've got an album that we can look forward to in 2022. Uh, but great to chat with you, mate. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, mate. This is my job, hey? I get to talk to uh, singers. I get to talk to TV people sometimes. Uh, it's a good job. But I think I found somebody who might just have a better job than me. This woman calls herself the fart queen of the internet. She's earned over $25,000 in the last few years by posting fart videos online. Have a think about that. The next time that you're about to Dutch oven your partner or perhaps ask your kids to pull your finger, you could be wasting thousands of dollars right there. Now, the woman, I, I love this name. She calls herself Lush Botanist. <laughs> Says that she can charge up to 175 bucks for a fart video and once made... 4000 bucks in a day. Think of the tax write-offs, all right? You've got cheese, uh, ice cream, maybe baked beans, cabbage, clean undies. These are all business ex expenses now for this lady, lush botanist. Now, you know what makes me gassy thinking about this? 
expensive red wine. So you just have to sell one fart video and bring on tax time. Now, Lush is saying that she finds it easy to fart on request because she's lactose intolerant. So cheese is her favourite go-to when she wants to fire up her old money maker. Now, this is how... Oh! oh. <laughs> Excuse me. All this talk of farting made me a little bit <laughs> sneezy. This is how... <laughs> This is how you turn a negative into a positive, all right? Instead of complaining about her lactose intolerance, she's just turned it into a lucrative side hustle. I love this lady. If life hands you lemons, you make mozzarella, don't you? Lush says she's happy to provide requests for her clients and for the right money, she will happily fart in a jar, seal it up and then send it to you. Who are these people ordering farts in jars is what I want to know. So she farts in a jar sends it to people, gets paid for it. If I fart in a jar and leave it on the boss's desk, I get called in for a meeting with HR. What? This is not fair, honestly. Now, you might have heard recently that it is magpie swooping season again. Happens once a year in Australia and it's a fairly dangerous time to be alive. Well, magpie swooping season is upon us once again and bird experts are suggesting that uh, because we're wearing face masks, we're making the Maggies even more swoopier than usual, as if 2021 couldn't get any worse. Now magpies are getting in on the action as well. So we're really kind of finding ourselves stuck between a rock and a hard place. Wear the mask and get swooped or take the mask off and get fined. What are you going to do? The cops should be finding the magpies, quite frankly, for breaching social distancing because if they're pecking the back of your head, that is not 1.5 metres away, is it? According to these magpie experts, maggies are very intelligent and they recognise faces. So they don't swoop the people who they know aren't a threat to their nest. But if they can't see your face because of the face mask, then they get extra aggro. So the only way to stop the Maggies from swooping while you're masked up, you'll need to get some cable ties and maybe stick them to your face mask (laughs) like cyclists do with their helmets, you know. I love it. It's such a good look. Uh, Or maybe get an empty ice cream container, paint some googly eyes on the back so the magpie thinks you're watching him, then stick a face mask on that as well just to be safe. I'm telling you, it is a really, really dangerous world out there. Now, on to... TV time. Yes, my favourite part of the week when I get to talk about the TV shows that I'm watching. And you know I'm watching a lot of them, like a lot. So how about this one? Clickbait. I binged the entire eight episodes yesterday. I know. I I know. All right. I have no life. Uh, it's really good. It was filmed in Melbourne, actually, but it's supposed to be Oakland, California. Uh, it is uh, Adrian Grenier from Entourage. He's in it. And Zoe Kazan. You'd, I think you'd recognize her. She's great. Uh, and it's very cliffhangerish. Every episode shows the story from a different person's point of view. So basically, though, it starts off with a um, character, Adrian Grenier's character. He turns up on this leaked website on this uh, on the internet where he's holding up a sign and it says, I abuse women, five million clicks and I die. So the whole thing is about trying to figure out hang on, what? He's this lovely family man. So there's there's all these intersecting stories going on. Check it out. It's on Netflix. It's called Clickbait. It's really, really good watching. Now, an update on Below Deck Mediterranean, because I know you wanted one. I watched that on Binge, FYI. Um, 
I don't like this crew at all, this group of people. The other below decks, there's always, I don't know, they're just better people. This group, I'm not really interested in them. And Captain Sandy, her surname's Yawn. She's a bit of a yawn. (laughs) I don't like her. Uh, But I do like seeing the beautiful Mediterranean in the background. So if you want an escape and you dig reality TV, definitely get onto the below decks. There's a whole bunch of them, you lucky thing. You could watch, I think there's about... Oh, there's over 10 episodes. There's the Below Below Deck original series, there's Below Deck Med, and there's also Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So you've got so much there to get through. And it's just beautiful. They're in lovely locations and it's just young people, hot young people, um, serving rich people, and everyone's getting drunk all the time. It's really good. It's it's train, train crash, train crash TV. And also, this is the other thing I watched this week on Binge. If you love your music, you're going to love this. If you love your music festivals, you're going to love this. Woodstock 99 is the documentary on Binge. Obviously, Woodstock, the original, was in 1969. They then had a Woodstock 94 to celebrate the 25th anniversary. And that worked out really well. It was a bit of a mix of, you know, original performers like Santana uh, from the 69 Woodstock, uh, but they also mixed it with newer performers in the 90s as well and it worked it was a great success so five years later they thought let's cash in on this again and do the 30th anniversary which was 1999 well the world had changed dramatically by then the end of the 90s and the the lineup that they used too of artists were I guess kind of aggro there's Corn, there was Limp Biscuit, uh, Metallica was on the lineup. So it was a lot of heavy, heavy music on there. And it basically attracted the sort of people that love that. Not everyone, obviously. Bearing in mind these are drunk Americans as well. Well, if you know anything about Woodstock 99, it was a complete fiasco of a festival to the point where it got burnt to the ground essentially by the end of the three days. This is a really, really interesting doco and you get to see the artists uh, sort of behind the scenes as well um, and the 90s was just such a different time for fashion uh, but there's a lot going on there and I highly recommend this doco. If you love your music festivals and you love your music, definitely watch it on Binge, Woodstock 99. Uh, it's absolutely bananas, out of control. I would have been I – I wouldn't have made it through the first day. There's no way. I would have bailed, I think. I'm smart enough to have got out of there, I think. Probably not 90s me, but (laughs) 2021 me, definitely. Uh, All right, well, that's it for me for the Anna Dare podcast for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, wow, I I commend you. Uh, I am actually off work. I'm taking a week of annual leave uh, from right now, actually. Uh, (laughs) So I'll be back Monday the what date? A week from today. Today is the 27th of August, so I will be back a week from today. No, I won't. That'll be a Friday, wouldn't it? Uh, Duh. I'll be back on Monday the 30th. No. No, I won't. Monday the 6th. Oh, my gosh. Doing the breakfast show back then. Aaron will be filling in on my breakfast show. Please call him and be nice to him between the hours of 6am till 9am weekdays. You can catch him on 1300 925 666. Again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you got something out of it. (laughs) I enjoyed making it for you. Uh, Thanks. Ciao. If you want more from Anna, make sure you catch her weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M. Also available on Listener.